You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Roo Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Roo Show. Hey, I just want to let you know about this episode. It's a little longer than some of the other episodes, but it is so good. You will definitely want to listen to the entire episode. So just a heads up, you may want to break it up in between commutes. Today, we have Lace Larrabee in studio, and I'm so excited. Uh, You guys are in for a treat. So Lace is an Atlanta actor. She's also a host. She's a nationally touring stand-up comedian. She's been featured on Viceland's Flop House, several Fox shows, including Laughs, Dish Nation, and the new comedy game show Punchline, which she was fantastic freaking tastic at. She is a former beauty queen. Yeah, exactly. She is gorgeous and a stand-up comedian. She's funny, too. It sucks. All right. (laughs) She's getting married soon, which is awesome. So in about a month or so, almost a little over a month. A little over a month. So we're so happy to have you in here. So thank you so much for joining us today, Lace. Thank you, Heidi, for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. Okay, so I want to know, when was the time that you decided, hey, I think I really want to be a stand-up comedian? I wish I had a better answer because everyone everyone wants that magic yeah. moment, right? They're like, oh, didn't you just wake up one day and this yeah. thing happened? And it's not it, it, not that. That didn't happen. It was more my whole life I was around funny people. My parents are funny. My family's funny. That is our defense mechanism mm-hmm. when things are bad. Right. So as a family, we enjoyed comedies. Uh, they should not have allowed me, but they let me listen to like adult comedy albums when I was a kid. That's awesome. And I watched SNL all the time. So I just, I loved funny people. Then when I had an opportunity to compete in pageants, I chose as my talent. I could have danced. I could have done anything else. And I said, I want to do comedic monologues. And so I would pick funny pieces and I would perform those. And to make an audience laugh felt so much better than any other feeling I could possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. It's a drug. When you get people to laugh, it's a drug. And so I already knew that I loved it from from pageants. And then as an adult, the opportunity came to me completely unexpectedly. And uh, I found out that that's, you know, because when you see comedians on TV, it's like, how do you become that? How does, you know, it exists, but you don't see the doorway to get you into that world. And then one day I found out that's a real opportunity. And I was literally shoved into a show and I did a show and it was magical. Wow. That's and I was awesome. like, I've got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> For as long as I can possibly do it, I've got to do it. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. So yeah. how, what's been the hardest thing in your journey? Because I know when I met you for the first time, it was so cool. We were, um, it, we were at Old Vining's Inn doing like an event or whatever. Oh yeah. And you were like, oh my gosh. And we had mutual friends. Yes. And so we really connected and she was saying, I'm an actress and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I know that it's been up and down, right? I mean, the I can't imagine how hard it would be to kind of make your way in the comedy world. So what has been some of your challenges? So it's 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 a long road, I guess, because it's been it's been six years since I started doing stand up. And before that, I was an actor. I still do some acting now, but my main focus is on stand up. So a lot of my acting opportunities kind of come from stand up now, uh, which is a lot easier and way more fun. <laughs> so uh, that's great. I want to be pigeonholed a little bit. So it's, it's nice. I like that. But so I was kind of used to I, I knew I knew about 
having to hear no. I already knew that. I was used to that. I was used to being judged from the pageant world. I kind of, unbeknownst to myself, had been prepping to be a stand-up comedian my whole life, right? I I went through all of the phases that usually people learn in stand-up. They learn that it's not easy. You're going to hear no a lot. People might not like you. You know, not everyone's going to love you the way your family and friends love you. And I had kind of already learned that in so many other facets of my life right so those hard parts that was I knew about that that's you know that was easy peasy for me you had already built up the resilience to it absolutely Mm -hmm. so there was you know any sort of um when you do shows and, and you don't get the the laughs that you expect right that kind of disappointment didn't weigh on me I just was able to deal with it and go, okay, there's going to be a next time. And next time I'll fix this or the next time I'll have maybe a better audience or better setting or whichever. So those those kind of challenges are the ones you deal with the most, right? The what happens on stage if it doesn't go the way you want it to go. Um, and like I said, I mean, I've kind of figured out it hurts. And yeah, you you if you have a bad set or you have a bad show you will overanalyze it over and over and over and relive it for the next few days in your head. But then you get up and you do it again and you do it better. Yeah. So those kind of challenges. Then in the business part of it, it's just been, I don't know. It's, 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 you got to put in your time just with any other field. Right. And then you earn respect and you earn the opportunities after you've put in the time. And if you prove yourself, then you get those opportunities. So it's a lot, it's easy to sit around, especially early on in comedy and go, why is this person getting this? And why is that person getting this? And I'm not, well, I needed more time. Hmm. So you know, I had to learn those things. And now I'm, I'm heading, I'm, I'm on the other side where maybe younger comedians are looking at me going, how did she get all right. of those things? All but they'll the learn. Yeah. yeah. They'll learn in their mm-hmm. own time. Yeah. What's been your most proudest moment as a comedian? Oh, I have had so many incredible things happen in, in my life and in specifically comedy related. And I've been so insanely lucky. Um, well, I worked hard, so it's not just luck, but right. I luck up sometimes with getting to work with certain people. So two, a little over two years ago, I got to open for Roseanne. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So wow. getting that opportunity was massive. And um, she was absolutely incredible. I worked with her. I think we did three or four shows together. It was all kind of a, a blur because it was surreal. Yeah. It was absolutely surreal. And I, I was literally sharing a green room with her. <laughs> we worked, it was at Zany's in Nashville. And uh, when I got the, when I got the call that I had the job, that already right there was wild. Right. And it yeah. was because I had I performed with someone in Nashville who knew the owners really well, and they had only seen me like twice, but because of this connection through this particular, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of like serendipitous type things, right? Mm -hmm. It's not always just proving yourself. You have to also kind of be in the right place at the right time. Right. So the right amount of time prior to Roseanne coming through Nashville, I happened to be there. That person that I was with had a little bit more clout than I did. They said something about me. I give, gave my email to the right person. They contact and go, well, actually, we do kind of want you to open for her. And I was like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Is this real life right now? And then you show up, and it's just, there she is. She's in the green room with you. <laughs> like, how nervous were you? And you're like peers. You're, you're, you're working together on, a, on the same show in front of the same audience. It was wild. But... Okay, so I had gotten some really good, because you're like, how did that feel? How yes. was that? What, yes. How did you deal with that? How did you not freak out when you're back there, right? 
or cried because that's really what I wanted to do. <laughs> it's like, oh, you shaped my whole childhood. You, Roseanne was the only show that showed what a real family was like on TV. Oh my God, I feel like you're my mom. I wanted to do that, right? That's me on the inside. Right. But I had gotten some of the best advice I had that had, I honestly have to remind myself of it all the time. Um, one of my very, very close friends, uh, especially in comedy, she was my first friend in comedy, and uh, her name's Dulce Sloan, and she is a correspondent on The Daily Show now on Comedy Central. And she was just an Atlanta comedian and worked her ass off and then went, sorry, I don't know if I can say. No, you can say that. Okay, it's okay. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. We're, we're, yeah, we're ah, not, yeah. yeah. Nobody regulates so. us. You can say whatever. <laughs> well, don't say I can say whatever because okay. that's going to be bad news bears. Uh, so she, uh, early on in stand-up, I think, I can't remember who the star was, but we were on a show and there was a celebrity comedian there and I was kind of freaking out a little bit and I was like, oh my God. I'm so, oh my gosh, I remember who it was Shashir, uh, Sashir Zameda oh, from uh-huh. SNL. She yes. was on a few seasons of SNL. She's incredible. She's not there anymore, but she's killing it in stand-up and acting, right. and I adore her. So she uh, she was at this show, and I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I want to get a picture with her. And Dulce pulled me aside and was like, uh-uh. She goes, that is your peer. You are not a fan. You are their peer. So treat them that way and do not fangirl out over people who you literally could be working beside. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. Because when you're, yeah, because when you're in the world, which you know that probably from acting and Mm -hmm. all of your opportunities, if you are with a huge name, number one, they just want to be treated normal. Right. They want to be treated normally. They don't want to, they, they have to every other second of the day be. A, a name, mm-hmm. right? And then when they're with their peers or coworkers, they just want to be treated normally. Mm-hmm. And so that's one part of it. And the other part is have a little self-respect, you know? Right. Act normal. Don't don't freak out and act like you don't belong there because if you act like you don't be- if you act like you don't belong, then you probably don't belong. Yeah, it probably does something to your psyche too. It because does. all of a sudden you are telling yourself, "No, I do deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. We're a peer." And that probably eases everything that's, you know, because your head is connected to your heart. So it kind of eases everything on down. Of course. And that moment and that tiny, that little conversation we had um, has stuck with me. And Mm -hmm. I have literally reminded myself of that a million times. And so that had already happened prior to that weekend with Roseanne. And and I had worked with awesome people before then and since then. uh, uh, Incredible names that I'm so thankful to have been working with. But uh, that moment. I was like, all right, remember Dulce's words mm-hmm. and just relax, chill out, talk to her if she wants to be talked to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's it. And we made it through the weekend together. And every show, she was a little bit more open and a little bit more interested in me, especially after she saw me perform the first time. And, and then she was like, oh, she said, you're really funny. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then after I picked <laughs> myself up off the floor. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Roseanne Barr just told me I'm funny. So, uh, but, yeah, I definitely, I learned a lot from her that weekend. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. I thought it would have turned into something more. I mean, she was really interested in me. We, I have her, like, personal email address, and oh she follows gosh, me on Lace. Twitter. So, like, we what? were messaging each other back and forth on Twitter That's for a little crazy. bit. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, things got busy. And then now, of course, the reboot of Roseanne is coming out. And, yeah. spoiler alert, I'm not on it. And, uh <laughs> Not so <laughs> what I thought was going to turn into a, you know, blossoming uh, best friendship uh, did not. But 
I still have that weekend mm-hmm. and I still have those contacts, which is very important. And you never know, right? Because right. that's the other thing about this industry is that, it, you know, it, a year or two years could go by and you don't hear from anything. Yep. And then out of the blue, somebody's like, oh, I remember you mm-hmm. from that night Absolutely. and you would be perfect for this or yep. whatever. So. And you never know who remembers mm-hmm. you from a thing. You you might have a, a moment that you it meant so much to you and you think, mm-hmm. oh, this was nothing to that person or of course they're not going to remember me. And then they do. And that happens to me too with uh, just... I don't want to call them fans because I don't think I'm a big enough anything to call people fans, but people who've seen me perform, the things that they remember me either saying to them after a show that meant something to them or when I'm like, I talked to a million people. I don't remember that you know that. And these people remember these moments from me. You never know on the opposite end, you know? So I don't know. It's uh, yes, you're exactly right. I've got to stay optimistic because who knows? But even even if nothing else, that moment was like great training for working with a mega star. Sure. And, and great affirmation. And, I yes. mean, isn't that so valuable in this industry? Like, Incredibly. we rarely get, you know, great affirmation or feedback. No, and because so. casting, uh, no one's telling you in auditions if you were great no. or not great. Yeah. No one tell if you don't get, uh, probably people listening to this might not even know that. But right. if you are so rare, that's the thing I love about stand-up is that immediate satisfaction. Mm. You know, you know immediately. And even if it's not satisfaction, you get an immediate response, instant response. Mm. In acting, you can go to audition. You don't get a call if you didn't get it. Yeah. No one tells you that they, that you, that they didn't like you. Right. Or what you or did wrong. Or like, hey, you are awesome. It's just we went in a totally different direction. And just, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm fat. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I suck. If no. you go and you pour <laughs> your heart out into a thing and then no one follows up to tell you what you did wrong or that you were great, but you were their second choice and not mm-hmm. their first or something, then you just walk around beating yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is it is nice in comedy. I do have to say for the two industries, which are they're so connected nowadays, especially, but in the two industries, that immediate, like somebody telling mm-hmm. you that they enjoyed you or yeah. especially an audience laughing, proving that, you know, yeah, you're worth it mm-hmm. and you're funny. It's nice. So let's talk a little bit, not necessarily about fans, but other people's feedback on your own career, because mm-hmm. I am just so curious to know. What in the world do people say to you when they first meet you? And they're like, oh, what do you do? <laughs> and you're like, I'm a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Do you even tell people? <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say is I <laughs> so rarely tell people that I do stand-up. Yeah. I try my hardest not to. If I'm in an Uber, uh, if, oh, I am, yeah. if I'm just having to just deal with people for a very quick – I avoid it 100%. Sure. Because uh, it's just – because the number one question, if you could ask any, any – take me out of the seat, put any comedian in here, the first thing everybody says is, oh, yeah, you're a comedian? Tell me a joke. Oh, my gosh. That, and everyone who says it thinks that they are hilarious and that they are some sort of genius or that they have some sort of <laughs> – like, the, this is going to be the first time I've said this to them. <laughs> everyone. And they all – everyone responds the same way. And it's so – it's – what are the – I'm trying to think of the best word because some people like maybe, maybe a small percentage of people legitimately want you to entertain them for that sure. second. Sure. But the most of them are challenging you. Right. Oh, you're a comedian? Okay. Yeah, what have you got? Yeah. Mm. Or they look at me and they're like, oh, you're a woman? Okay. Yeah. Mm. You're a comedian? Pff, tell me a joke. Yeah. And it's kind of, it, it's so pa- patronizing. Is that the word? Sure. It's totally. That, it it, there's a yeah. little bit of like, it's just, ugh, it's a yucky, icky moment. And it's so hard for me as, because as an emotional, you know, person like I am, so hard for me to not be rude 
right back. So I just try to avoid that moment altogether. And I wish that I could say, oh, I'm such a professional that, you know, I just have something quick and cute to say right back. But I don't. 99% of the time, if you talk to me like that, I'm going to be like, that. Eh, that's not how it works. That's what <laughs> I, I say. It. I'm like, that's, that's not great. how it works. Yeah. No, that's not. Or or if I'm feeling real frisky, I'll be like, how much money you got? Because right. I don't do that for free. Yeah. I'm not some Walmart little, yeah. little gumball machine. machine. Yeah. <laughs> you gumball. put in a yes. quarter and, and a you gumball. get a joke out. Right. I'm not a joke, joke, uh, what a joke, uh, meter. No, joke something. Joke-o-matic. Yeah, joke-o-matic. Joke-o-matic. <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they want me to be. And I'm like, that's not, no. Ugh. No. But then the, the challenge back, and then even if you go, aha, that's not how it works. And they go, but seriously, you do comedy? And I'm just like, I just don't want to do this. So I really try to only talk about it with, I only bring it up if I'm around other people that yeah. are in similar industries or sure. entertainment related in some way because they understand. Do you feel like that that's been a real challenge being a woman in comedy? There are challenges, of course. Mm-hmm. It's I and I've witnessed it, I think, happening to other people close to me more so than it's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know why. Maybe I'm just, you know, I've just been in the right place at the right time. Or it's also because I'm I'm marrying a comedian. Yes, I was going to uh, Yeah, so say we, that. we're probably going to talk yeah. about that. But uh, luckily, we met early on in, in my comedy career. I'd already started comedy by the time I met him. But I think with everyone knowing him in the business and knowing that I'm with him, maybe it's spared me some of the, you know, unwanted behavior that maybe oh, some female comedians go through. And so having him as, as, as a contact and as someone who also like has helped me with most of my networking and I toured with him for years and uh, people met me through him. So mm-hmm. I think that they, Maybe they don't feel in, emboldened to either keep me from something or whatever. You know, they, they gave me a chance because I was with him, right? Huh. Bookers and, and that sort of thing. So I kind of he kind of provided like a buffer for me, I guess, in the business a little bit, mm-hmm. um, both with harassment and both with like being looked over sure. for booking uh, yeah. because I'm a woman. Right. But not to say all of those things do not exist. They absolutely do. Mm-hmm. I think that just for me, I was a little and lucky's a terrible word to use because it shouldn't happen to anybody, but right. I've definitely witnessed it. Interesting. A lot. Yeah. Do you feel, um, well, first of all, I bet it's very comforting almost to be with another comedian because oh, you yes. guys get the industry and you can just relax and be with each other instead yes. of any pressure. But do you feel pressure to be funny? Like when people find out that you're a comedian, mm-hmm. do you feel like, oh my gosh, okay, I better make them laugh or else they're going to be like, wait, is she really a comedian? Yeah, it's a weird I, I kind of always put that pressure on myself though mm. because I was just always I was always that kid trying to get the laugh in school because when I was really little I was very very I'm still insanely insecure, but I was very very insecure as a kid and my only reaction was crying like mm. at school, so like kindergarten and first grade I was the crier. <laughs> And then when I, like, a bunch of those Jim Carrey movies were all coming out in the early 90s, and they were, and so I would watch those movies at home. Like I said, we loved comedy at home, so I watched every Jim Carrey movie, and then I would memorize it, and I would do it at school. I'd come back and, like, perform it for my friends, and, like, I would be either The Mask or, you know, Ace Ventura or whatever, and then I would make kids laugh. And then that's kind of how I learned. I was like, oh, okay, let me be funny for these people. So I kind of already put that pressure on myself oh, as a child because yeah. I was like, oh, this is better. I like people's reaction to me when I make them laugh instead of when I'm crying and I'm embarrassing everyone and I'm the weird kid in the corner because mm-hmm. you said that my pants were, were pink, but they're actually red. Right. 
or some bizarre thing like sure, that. Of Every course. stupid it's thing very would make important. Me. And they're at, not yeah, pink. kindergarten or first grade. Sure, yeah, of course. So those are the that was me as a kid. So I kind of already had that pressure on me. Yeah. So yes, I think that was kind of a two part question. Yes, I do kind of feel that pressure. Thankfully, at home, I do not feel that pressure at That's all. So awesome. And and Jared thinks I'm funny, and I think he's funny. I mean, we couldn't. We've said it a million times. We could not be together if we didn't mm. think the other person was funny. <laughs> And I look at some comedian relationships and I'm like, how are you together? Right. <laughs> do you actually think that person's funny? Because <laughs> sometimes they're not. And I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> I didn't even think about that aspect because, yeah. you know, opposites attract. So even right. you'll see some people that are like the gym rats and mm-hmm. then they marry somebody that absolutely not, hates the gym. Yeah. yeah. So, oh my gosh, what if you're a comedian and if you're married to somebody that has no sense of and humor? That's not funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Or they think they're funny and they're not. And then what do you do? Do you just, like, play that charade with them forever? Like, how do you – you've got to genuinely think that other person's really funny. I mean, I might be his biggest fan. And he he really thinks that I'm funny. And we make each other laugh a lot. Um, but I couldn't imagine. If he wasn't funny, I would straight – I would. Ooh, how do you – Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, so I'm so glad you guys found each other, first of all. <laughs> Y'all are an adorable couple. You. And you've been planning a wedding. Yes. So I want to know, like – what are look there's some crazy wacky traditions and i know that you're not exactly the we traditional are so person non traditional so how has that process been is there anything that you're are you going more unconventional or are you doing some of the traditional or you know it's kind of a mixture because so so he'll here, here, we're going to bring it to the dark part of, okay. of our lives. So Jared is um, his mom and his sister died in the same week. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, probably about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. So he and then th- they were w- two in a list of several tragedies that he has gone through. So he's missing a lot of family. And pretty much everyone's gone except for literally his his aunt, uncle, mom. I mean, we could go down the list. It's horrifying. It's really sad. And uh, but, you know, he's he's got a wonderful family in the comedy world and um, in the BMX world. He, he rode BMX for years and he still yeah. is into biking and all that. Um, so he's he's created his own, you know, support group around him. And then, of course, me and my family. So. With that said, he doesn't. There's there's no pressure from that side of the family to have any sort of traditions. Yeah, he honestly, out of everything he had gone through in his life, uh, he was just kind of like, well, I don't never, I never need to get married. You know, he never th- really thought he was like, well, it never turned out well for anyone else in my family. I don't see where why I should do that. And he's, he's like, I don't want to bring the government into my relationship. He's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> we're fine. Like we are. And then, Hello. then on my side, everyone, my mom and dad got married when they were uh, teenagers and they got pregnant with me and then they got married um, kind of out of like, that's what you're supposed to do sure, if that's what happens. And that was not their plan. That was not their goal. That is not a reflection of how successful they are in their life because they're both very successful and wonderful, intelligent people. But that's just a thing that happened yeah. to them. And so they didn't have a traditional wedding. They rushed to a church, got married. They, everyone was crying for the wrong reasons. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, no gosh. one. So, and then there's just really, so on both sides, there's no pressure. And I watched that with some friends that were like, well, I've got to do it this way or get married in the church that my blah, 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 or we've got to do this. We've got to make sure we, I wear this thing. 
no one cares. So it was just kind of left up to us. So we're going about as non-traditional as you can possibly go. We're getting married only by accident in a church because <laughs> it is now a comedy club that used to be a church. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. What is it called again? It- Relapse Theater. Relapse Theater. Okay. Yes. yes. It's in That's Atlanta. Awesome. Yes. So we're getting we're getting married in what used to be a church, but now it's a cool, like, mm-hmm. underground kind of comedy club. And uh, our our uh, officiant is a comedian in Atlanta. He runs. He's he's usually the grand marshal every year of the Little Five Points Halloween parade. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so he is that's fantastic. A character and a half. He's amazing. He's a great guy, but he is mm-hmm. definitely like he's covered in tattoos. Got a right. long beard. He's just <laughs> you know uh, he's he's so much fun. So of course we wanted him, and uh, we've got Waffle Houses catering the wedding. Are you kidding me? No. That is so awesome. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, you mean the truck, like the Waffle House truck? I've seen yeah. it." And I was like, "Oh no, honey. No. I mean they are coming to the wedding." Right, and you will be getting your hash scattered browns, and smothered, scattered and whatever, smothered, yeah, yeah, <laughs> at the wet, like at the reception. Oh my gosh, they're going to be there. So awesome, yeah. And I had to put a special request. I didn't know this. Now I know. Yeah. But if you want Waffle House to cater an event, you have to ask for the hats. They don't just come with the hats. So oh. I had to put in a special request so that we can have paper hats for everybody. Okay, so here's the question. Are the people that are like working or serving there, are they going to be in the Waffle House uniforms? I hope so. I hope, I hope so that's too. how it works. They better. If not, then this is uh, a big, giant waste of money. I because I, <laughs> I wanted the whole experience. That is so I want awesome. the angriest Waffle House servers that I can get. Right. I want them, yeah. That's so I want convenient. them to tell That's... off my drunk friends. That's what I want. <laughs> That's so nice for your guests, too, because right? then they don't have to go anywhere after you don't the have to party. Go. Yeah, the you point. just drink the wine, have that the fun, and the then point. boom, there, there you, you go. You're, it's, we're bringing it to you. <laughs> we are bringing your hangover food to you. But yeah, oh so it's going to be nothing but fun. And we've got we've got a lot of comedians. We've got a lot of people just in our lives that we love that are that are going to be there and supporting us. And I don't know. I don't honestly. Oh gosh, I haven't even really thought about like vows and that sort of thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm so lucky because he tells me we both are very, very good at telling each other what we appreciate mm-hmm. about the other person all the time. So, you know, we just, we don't waste that time. We don't spend time being angry at each other ever. So I kind of, all this other stuff is just going to be a fun little party because I'm not like, he needs to say this thing to me or I need to say these things to him at this one special moment because since we're both comedians and loudmouths and we both love to hear ourselves talk, we're great at communicating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I kind of just, this is, if I miss a thing or I you know, I'm like, oh, we forgot to do that. That's not going to be a big right. deal. In the nobody end, cares. In the end, too, nobody remembers their... Nobody I mean, remembers. seriously, I think I remember one part in my vows. And they were great. I mean, we wrote them. I'm sure they were and, beautiful. Y'all it are is, great. It is every day, you know, right? that that I should try and show my appreciation yeah. to him. And I love him. And yeah, um, yeah so... I love it. Oh, I'm Who getting cares? all teary-eyed. I love love. I but, know. Yeah, but that's how it is. It's like that should be... That shouldn't be the greatest day of your... When people are like, this is the greatest day of my life yeah maybe thus far but Mm -hmm. like my goal is that that's just a a little jumping off point Mm -hmm. for the rest of our lives so I'm not gonna I don't want that to have been the best day of our relationship in 30 years from now when I look back I don't want to go that I want to say oh my god we had a million better days than that right and that really is the mark of a great marriage I think that's what I personally I mean our ours has gotten way better since that day and that day was it was great I'm sure but like today, just us waking up in our pajamas and having coffee together is even better right? than our wedding. 
us just you sitting know? on the couch watching The Bachelor. Oh, girl. Where he acts like he hates it. He'll come in. I love this. He'll yeah. he'll like get a glass of wine and he'll come in the living room and be like, is your stupid show on? <laughs> As he's making himself his little spot in the recliner, right? Gets his pillow out, puts it in his lap, and he's like, oh, is your stupid show? <laughs> And then he'll, he'll, could you rewind that part? I missed that part. I was like, oh, my stupid show? Uh, oh, my gosh. like your stupid show. You're like peeking into our living room do y'all watch as well. It oh, my gosh. We totally do. And forever. Are you watching Winter Games? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And Mike got mad at me because I watched it without him. And he was like, wait, you already watched it? And I was like, well, yeah, I thought. And he was like, oh, okay, well, it's fine. But I have to say, last night we ended up staying up way too late and watching because we had class, so we had to watch right. it afterwards. And we're walking back to the <laughs> the room, and he's like, oh, my God, honey, like, are you ready to go to bed? Like, oh, my gosh, I love you so much. And I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> was he being Ashley I? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, yes. Yeah. That's yes. what Jared was doing. No lie. Oh last night we were watching the second Winter Games or the second episode of Winter Games. And because uh, we have Hulu, so we just kind of catch up on everything yeah. after the fact. And he was <laughs> halfway through it. They were interviewing Ashley I, who's the worst. The oh. worst, best. <gasps> I just don't understand. I know he loves I've me. known this guy for 24 hours. <laughs> He's the love of my life. He won't even look at me. Bitch, because you're crying. Right. Stop crying. We don't even want to look at you right stop now. Stop it. But it's hard not to because she's got that red lipstick on. I'm like, I can't stop looking can't at you. Look away. I love hate her so much. I know. I, do I love too. to hate her and hate I to love her. Too. She's the worst. But yeah, so last night. But if she's listening to this, Ashley, I, you're great. I would totally love to hang out with you. Oh, and absolutely. Get a drink and for make sure. you cry. I would love to cry over margaritas with you <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm not on those shows because Jesus Christ, uh, I would be a mess. But so, uh, so Jared was sitting there in the, the, his recliner and he was, he was doing Ashley I, and I was losing it. I was crying, laughing so hard. It was the same thing. It's like, forever Mike wouldn't watch it. And then finally he's like, well, I go, okay, you're, you know, same thing like Jared. And he sits show. down and he goes, <laughs> wait. For real. Is oh my real? gosh. This yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> this is so hilarious. And I'm like, see, I told see? you. I don't watch We're it just because crazy. I'm like thinking that they're really going to fall in love. I'm Hell watching no. it because it's no, hilarious. It's nobody so thinks funny. real love has come. There have been like literally uh, three actual relationships that have stemmed from the 42 seasons right. of Bachelor and Bachelor sure. type shows. Odds aren't that great. But this, the Winter Games so might be funny. like it was clearly thrown together yes. last minute. But it is the, so far because you're bringing in the international all over the world. Oh, and my I'm like, gosh. Oh, oh, clearly no thought was put into this show. But the fact that it's people from I can't Yuki. I yes. can oh my take gosh. her all day long. Isn't I want hel- more. Oh, yes? you. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Like I she I she's just like a ball of noises. Like I just <laughs> I just want her around and just to come in and just add like sound effects. She's like a sound effect machine. Oh. She's the best. You could have her on a laugh track. Right? And just have her. Just out in the audience. She, oh, the Uh, best. The whole whole show, like with uh, all the international components to it, I'm like, oh, sorry. This was a podcast about me. No, I know. No, I could talk about I'd prefer to talk. Let's turn this into a bachelor. It's your fault. You brought it up and then I just. Oh, I know it's, it's it's good to talk about because th- see now I know that y'all watch it too. oh my gosh so I now I have it. a texting buddy oh for, totally for the episode absolutely absolutely <laughs> I'm so excited I we, we I love it because Beth doesn't watch it 
She doesn't? I don't think she watches it regularly. I think she like, every time I try to say, I try to bring it up, she's always like, oh yeah, I need, I need to catch that. Or, or I don't think she watches them all either. Right. I don't think okay. she watches like Bachelor in Paradise or Herpes Island, as I like to call yeah. it. Yeah, She's She so doesn't I don't like follow she, them on Instagram no. or like listen to their podcast right. afterwards. Like, I don't know me. Right. <laughs> or fangirl out when she sees them out at a restaurant okay. in Atlanta like yeah. I did. I mm-hmm. would be right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> There are peers? No, no, not the same. No, that rule goes out of the window. When you see a reality star that you love, that they are not. You can fangirl out. Okay, great. Absolutely. Okay, so before we uh, before we kind of wrap up everything, I do I have a beef. Not with you. Not with you. But I was ready. I was ready to go. I know. I not with you, Lace. (laughs) But um, I'm very mad because I came to watch one of your shows where you were. um, It was at the laugh, no laughing school, right? Sure, probably laughing school. Yes, at the back of the vortex. Yes, so it was Mm -hmm. a competition. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you. Oh, it was the festival. Yes, the laughing school festival. Yes, yes. And you're one of the uh, very few females. There weren't a ton of females in this. Okay. Y'all, let me just tell you. So Lace is freaking fantastic. If you ever get a chance to go see her, please go see her. And I'm not just saying this because we know each other or whatever. I'm serious. And the reason, and I'll tell you why. I've got an argument for it and everything. (laughs) I'm ready. So because Lace is so relatable. Like she really talks about things that you're like, oh my freaking gosh. And what's so cool is like nobody else is doing that. Like at least that I go and see. And you're just, you're just fantastic. So here's... Here's what the woman did that won. And I was so mad. Oh, Do you I know remember what you're this say. woman? Yeah. Okay, this is from so like two or three she, years ago. Mm-hmm. She gets the microphone and she just is humping the microphone and humping the, the stool. stool. Okay, that is her act, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, she won? Okay, no, 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 no. Anybody in this audience could go up on stage and hump a microphone and hump. <laughs> A stool. stool. I know. And she won. And I was so frustrated. And I still to this she day. She didn't win the whole thing. She just no, moved just on that, from yes. that that part to the But it, it kept me mad. from a spot. Yeah. I'm so mad. And I know that things just happen. And you're so gracious about everything. But I still have a beef about that. And I want to just <laughs> proclaim it on the podcast. Well, thank you. I appreciate that compliment for me. I appreciate that so much. Um, I That is my whole goal. Every time people, anytime I do actually get in a real conversation that's not just someone trying to catch me in a lie about being a stand-up comedian. When people actually want to talk about comedy with me, uh, they always, you know, they're like, well, what kind of comedy do you, I love comedy. What kind of comedy do you do? And I just say, I just literally talk about my life. Mm -hmm. That's it. I talk about my life and my experiences because, you know, people will come up and they'll go, oh, something funny will happen. And they'll go, don't talk about that, that, me doing that thing on stage. And I'm like, I won't because I don't talk about you. I talk about me. (laughs) Like the fact that so many people think that they are interesting enough for me to talk about them on stage is hilarious, number one. But number two, that's just my comedy. I just, it's very anecdotal. It's very uh, narrative. I guess it's, it's narrational. So it's my, it's my experiences exactly. And I, that is my favorite thing about stand-up comedy is when you can relate and when Mm -hmm. people laugh because they've totally been there and Mm -hmm. they get it. And then the people who, if I can make people laugh who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, yeah. but they see the funny in that moment, even if they've never been mm. through it, that's kind of my goal too, 
right? Because mm-hmm. I know that the people who've been through it, I know I've got them. Sure. But if I can get the, maybe the dudes in the audience who are like, we have no idea what you're talking about. You're making fun of baby showers. We've never been to one. Yeah. But if I can make them laugh about the experience, like that's, oh, that's gold for me. That's what I'm, that's what I'm searching for. That's so awesome. But thank you for saying that yeah. because that's a goal of mine yeah. is to be, I want to be relatable. And yeah. if not, for at least people to understand and not only that, but you've um, you're inspirational because you've changed my view of my body love. Good. Like seriously, Good. it's like you should be the poster girl. Aww. And you and it was through a bit that you did talking about cellulite. Yeah. So please share with everyone else <laughs> how we should look at cell- cellulite and sagging boobs. Right. Because not not that I know about them. You know, <laughs> no, um, we all do. It's okay. It's true. We all we, yeah. and, and it's a and it's a reality for. I mean, if you're lucky enough to age, yeah, then That's you know true. you're lucky enough to deal with any of those types of body issues so mm-hmm. and so yeah I, I like to close out a lot of my shows or I have been at least for the last mm-hmm. couple of years closing out a lot of them uh, with with a message a positive message which is uh, and and I tell people you can do you can do it on your own find yeah. your own way of doing this I like mm-hmm. to replace negative words with positive phrases so for instance the word cellulite's always mm-hmm. got bad negative sure. connotation to it sure. and uh, we're not even allowed to see it it's airbrushed off of all, right. all women in every magazine sure. they don't show it on television uh, and and I say so so I don't use that word anymore so for now on it's not cellulite on the back of your legs what it is now is it's just fingerprints <laughs> left over from all the good times you've had I love and it and to watch women's faces in the audience like just light up and they're like yeah that's what it is yes. like that's I love it and then I go on and I say you know, in your boobs, for instance, yeah. I hate to hear people describe saggy boobs. You only ever hear it from guys, right? right? And then they'll say, ooh, her boobs are saggy. No, that's not what's happening. Yeah. They are just getting heavier because mm-hmm. they're full of secrets yeah. from all the good times you've had. <laughs> right? Be proud of them. They're like trophies on your body that you get to carry around yeah. with you. But my favorite, the kicker, right? And then I say, well, guys, because a lot of my set is, you know, kind of female driven because it's about sure. me. Sure. Uh, and I say, guys, I've got one for you. Uh, your balls. Mm-hmm. They're not getting longer and more disgusting. Yeah. I'm just kidding. They are. <laughs> <laughs> They're so terrible. Nobody likes They're them. Just, They're gross. Um, they don't make any sense. Yeah, Why are they sorry. on the outside? Yeah. It's right, just a bad right. design. Why are they on the outside? Seems unsafe. <laughs> and then if I can, if there's any guys in the, I'll, I'll, I'll look down. I'll be like, see, every time I see you sitting, I don't know if you're sitting on one. Where do they go? <laughs> What's happening down there? You're making our producer crack up over here. That's a good. That's a good sign. He's a guy. So uh, see, see yeah. you do relate to the guy. He's paid too. zero attention the entire awesome. rest of the episode. He's like, Ugh. Oh, and wait, then balls? I make fun of your balls, and then he's <laughs> then he's there. That's how you get him. It's pretty much how my sets go too. Oh, Just a lot gosh. of guys going. When is this over? See, and <laughs> something that you're offering now is that. You too, who are listening, yes, you can talk about guys' balls and get people to laugh. At yes, you too. all eight of our listeners. Yes, <laughs> all You'll eight have of more you. More eight. More my than mom eight. and my yeah. sister will listen to me. Everyone else will go, "Who the hell is Lace Larry?" Right. And then they'll <laughs> listen. Uh, so, for the eight of you that are listening, <laughs> if you want to be funny. If you want to be funny like Lace, uh, then Lace is actually giving lessons. Yes. Doesn't that sound weird? Giving lessons, It right? does sound weird. It does. Um, so it's it's a little bit more, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. no, I'm Tell teaching. Tell me about this, a stand-up class. I am on my, sec- our graduation show's coming up. I don't know when this, when is this episode going to come out? What um, day? This Sunday. Yeah, oh, so this, this Sunday. Week. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. early in the day? Yeah, like okay. 7.45 a.m. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that night, mm-hmm. so February 25th, uh, yes. Sunday night. So yeah. when you're listening to this tonight, uh, there will be uh, our grad- my graduation show for my second set of Laugh Lab classes. And the graduation show is at the Punchline Comedy Club in Buckhead. It's attached to the Landmark Diner. And uh, it's all my graduates from this round of classes. So I've been teaching the uh, Atlanta's first and only all women stand-up comedy class and I it's just been it started out as just a way to kind of make a little bit more cash for my wedding to be completely honest you know I was like what's a what's a what's a skill and a tool that I have that Mm -hmm. I can use that would be helpful that other people might be interested in I'll try it out I'll throw it out there see if it sticks and the club was cool enough I have great relationship with them and they were cool enough to let me do it and they said Uh sure we'll have it here you can teach your classes here at the punchline so Tuesday nights I teach a class from 7 to 10 and like I said I put the link out there I sold out the first class and I was shocked that anybody signed up for that then we it's a six-week course we had our graduation show it was incredible the audience was so in love with all of the stand I've got I got the best reactions from the staff at the punchline from audience members there were women who were in that audience who end up turning around and going when's the next one I'm and they've already signed up Three of the women who just came to that other one just to watch another person do it all signed up for future ones. So, like I said, our second graduation show, 25th, uh, that show, that class sold out immediately. My third class that doesn't even start until like another two weeks, it already sold out. So I'm, I'm, I tapped into something that I didn't know. Yeah. I just kind of was like, nah, I'll just make some. And then it, it completely flipped on me. And now it's like I'm learning so much. Mm-hmm from teaching these women and from watching women because they sign up for all different reasons, right? There's some women who sign up because like me, they were always obsessed with stand-up comedy. They loved it. They would secretly go to shows because before I ever did stand-up, I would be, I would buy a ticket to a show by myself and I would just yeah. go to the punchline and go watch comedians and sit in the back and go, wow, this is incredible. I love it. And, uh, and if you're one of those people, this class is perfect for you. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who's done stand-up a few times, but you're like, you're not pushing yourself to get up weekly, three times a week as you should be, this is a great class because I'll push you out of your comfort zone and then I have women who literally have there's one woman who's in there right now who at the first class was the first time she ever spoken to a microphone what yeah oh my god and she signed up and now have watching her like blossomed over the past few weeks has been just mm. so inspiring and so people from all walks of life mm. every field I've got I've had nurses lawyers um uh, writers, musicians, uh, people not entertainment related in any way whatsoever show, sign up and then they just need an outlet. And whether they go, lobbyists, I had two women who were lobbyists. I had a civil engineer sign up. I've had, I'm just like sitting here trying to think of all the different types of women who it's incredible, but they all have a different, they'll have a different goal. And some of them is just, I want to do something completely different and I want to challenge myself, which people don't give women enough credit for doing. Right. You know? Yeah. Women yeah. are looked at as being reserved and not taking mm-hmm. big risks. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I kind of see that because I'm kind of that when people are like, oh, my gosh, you're so brave. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I think I, I think on a thing for a very long time. And then I might make mm-hmm. a, a choice to do something risky, but I've put a lot of thought into it. Mm-hmm. Like being a stand-up comedian is risky. But trust me, I thought about it for a long time yeah. before I did it. So there are, there are a lot of women who are like that, who are just like, I kind of just want to do this thing. I've been thinking about it. And they might just do it once just to prove that they can do it. Just to challenge themselves, yeah. they do a killer job, and they go right back to doing whatever they were doing before, and they go, yeah, I did stand-up. 
I know that's so awesome, well, and it's and I love yeah. that. And the class is for all of those women, sure. like from every aspect. So the next one I'm gonna have, I'm gonna it's gonna be uh, May, I think, because uh-huh. my wedding's in April. So May, I'm gonna do another one, and then I'm gonna do a level two. All these have been level ones, so wow. I'll do a level two in the summer. Uh, just if I have enough interest, which yeah. a lot of the women who've already taken it are like, I want to do level two. <laughs> so oh gosh, it's crazy. So but I, awesome. like I said, I mean, it started with one goal and now it's just, it's amazing to watch mm-hmm. these women challenge themselves. I know I've used the word challenge 8 million times, uh, which is annoying to a listener, but it's, that's really the best way to describe right. it. Right. Right. Well, people need to hear things like seven times right before they remember exactly. it. So challenge. That's how it works. Yeah. Exactly. Challenge yourself. <laughs> Laugh Lab. Laugh with Lab. Lace <laughs> yeah. And then you can get information on it through my website, which is lacelarabee.com. Okay. And uh, if people are looking for me online, I'm on Instagram. I've got a fan page on Facebook. And uh, I'm on Twitter. I very rarely use Twitter. But if you want to hire me for something, I will answer any <laughs> any, any way, way you that reach you, out to yeah, me. Yeah, get in touch with yeah. me. But my website, Lace, L-A-C-E, Larrabee, L-A-R-R-A-B-E-E dot com. And uh, people who were like, oh, I can't remember that. If you just attempt my name, you'll right. find it. Because there's, awesome. no there's no other Lace that's comedian. Fantastic. So not yet, at least. So. If we ever do have children, that's my first thing is lace. I go in to see. Oh. oh, I do love lace. But I, as long as the name, we haven't settled on anything. So I'm throwing that into that. Um, but, <laughs> okay. but they have to not have a domain name already. A domain ah, name and an email has to be look available. Look at you. <laughs> that is an actor right there. I don't want worry about that. I don't want them to have to put like some number in there or like, yeah. you know, Mrs. Piggy 81 yeah. or whatever it is. Like, no, <laughs> no, not for my child, not for my child. That's you deserve right. your own domain. I love that. And that if you have no intention of doing stand up, I want to steal that. 100%. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Because I want to be it. if I had children like I don't need a baby shower, like yeah. screw a shower. Let's have a domain exactly. party. Who oh, wants totally. to invest in my child's yes. domain? Yes. I'm serious. Because I want, before they come out, I want them to come out with a website. And you should. I'm giving you, yes, do that. Can I take that? Take that. And I'm serious. You heard it, listeners. Not only that, but apply it because I'm serious. Like you just got to get that that. domain. And don't, (laughs) I've heard too that you can't, um, like if you're searching to see if it's there, like just make sure that you're sure of the different names. Mm -hmm. And then if the domain is there, even if you're down to three names, Mm -hmm. just buy all three. Buy all three. Be- buy all three because once you put in that search, sometimes what if you they'll have, two have or people. Three kids? What if they have two? You have two or three kids. What if someone sees you search and they're like, "I'm going to buy that domain because she's interested in it," and then sharks. What is? Then you can't have then a you child. Can't have a, you can't even have a kid. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you're not coming out. I know. I'm not letting you, you out do? of there. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can't get the perfect name. Oh, man. I'm realizing my life is a little I weird. love it. It's now we have to hang out 10 times more than we ever have ever because I oh love how gosh. your brain works. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh, gosh. Oh. Lace, thank you so much oh, for joining Heidi. us today. Like, thank so, you. so appreciate it. It's been so much fun. So thank this has you. been a blast. Yeah. Thank you. I hope I'm interesting enough for someone to, to listen to. Well, I've stayed awake. Good. So that's good. <laughs> And you Wonderful. woke up our producer with the yeah. talk of the ball. So. <laughs> he was asleep. He was asleep over there. Um, but yes, if you are listening, if you're in Atlanta, or even if you're not, if you ta- if you you know yeah. visit Atlanta because it's, it's an awesome city, go and see Lace. Well, go I tour see- all over the country, too. Oh, I have been tours- for years. Yes. So, yeah. And all those dates are up on your website, they right? They are. Okay, yes. Cool. So, lacelarabee.com. So check, check out my dates. Come awesome. see me. Sign up for my class. All right. Yay. Thanks, girl. Thank have you. Have a great day, everyone. 
As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 